Good day, everybody. This is Dana Massett with the Mindful Mama, Ascend Your Soul in Holistic Wellness in Frankfurt, Illinois. Today, I'm talking about holiday stress and triggers. Almost every holiday season, I definitely release a podcast talking about this topic. Um, We talk about just our holiday stress and the busyness and the expectations. But one thing that we forget to discuss is the triggers. Families are beautiful and amazing and can be very triggering. The people that we love the most and that we're closest to, guess what? Those are the people that typically trigger us the most. And that's fine. Um, It was so funny. I had a kid client. He's about 10 years old. And I told him, I'm like, you know, the people we love the most and we're closest to will also be the people that annoy us the most. And it was almost like a huge light bulb went off in his mind. He's like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Sometimes we have shame about that or we have self-judgment about that or even confusion. Why do the people that I love trigger me? Why do the people that I love, why do they annoy me? Why do I get this feeling sometimes when I'm around them? And that's why the people we're closest to are going to bring up our stuff because guess what? Our stuff is probably very similar to their stuff, meaning their wounds. We probably share some of the same wounds. So when we see something in another person, say our aunt, our mom, our brother, our cousin, sometimes we're seeing ourselves and we're actually getting triggered by ourselves. So I just posted something on Instagram just because we're entering this um, holiday season with Thanksgiving coming up, so many things coming up. And something that I put on there was when you go to your holiday gatherings, a promise that you need to make to yourself is don't bring your wounded inner child to your family and gatherings. Always bring your adult self. I think that's probably clearly stated, but let me break it down just in case if it's a little confusing. As an individual, we have many parts. So we, even if we're 55, We still have the six-year-old self with us. We still have the 16-year-old with us. We still have the 22-year-old with us. Now, I'm not being specific with the ages. Um, Everybody's ages are different that are really prominent with them. So one person might have, their inner child might be eight years old to them. Significantly, that's what stands out. That's where the memories are held. And another person, their inner child could be three years old. So I'm just throwing numbers out there. So we all have that inner child. And a lot of times, our inner child comes out with our family because there could be some trauma there. There could be some roles there that your family likes you to be in that childlike position, even though you're 25 now or 35 now. Now, is that so much their fault? No, the ownership by that age, if you're 25 or 35, the ownership goes on you to change that dynamic and make it a more equal dynamic. So sometimes that happens by setting boundaries. If your family is inappropriate or minimizing you or kind of putting you into that childlike position, in that moment, you can firmly set some boundaries, even with some humor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... When we set boundaries, it doesn't have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to be with anger. It can actually be with humor. It can be 
done with a firm statement. Some people go into the victim or feel like, I just don't even want to deal with this situation. I just don't even want to go to the family event because this is how it's going to play out. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. That's fine. But what I would do is challenge yourself to be uncomfortable and see if you can make some change. So a lot of times the part of you that's uncomfortable is actually the wounded child. I don't know what to do. I don't like how they make me feel. I don't know what to say. The adult self, if you bring your 35-year-old adult self to the family gathering, I would suspect that she knows how to set boundaries. And if not, I think she can definitely or he can definitely learn to set some boundaries, learn some statements to prep with. Again, you can use humor. You can just say them firmly. And then the magic happens. The dynamic of the family changes. The dynamic of the relationship changes. Sometimes it's not overnight. Sometimes it has to be repeated family gatherings to set this new tone. But it is worth it. I have done this myself. I have seen clients go through this process. And it is so empowering. It is highly uncomfortable in the beginning. But as soon as you kind of like rev up your engine and get used to it and get used to these statements, guess what? It is confidence boosting. It is empowering. The other thing is set healthy physical, mental, and emotional boundaries. Don't say yes when it's a no. You're going to get asked to participate in many things during the holiday seasons from your work, from your family, from your friends, maybe from your spouse, your partner, maybe from your children. Tune in with yourself and see how much you can give. Some holiday seasons, we don't have a lot to give. Maybe something in your personal life is going on. Maybe there was a death. Maybe you have some health issues going on. Maybe this is a holiday season and you just want to do it your way. All of that is completely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So tune into yourself and check in to see how much can you participate that feels good to you. So don't say yes just to be the people pleaser, just to be likable, because guess what? You're going to stop liking yourself. And that's a negative. When you stop liking yourself, that's a big problem. Other people liking you is never going to fill that hole. You have to be able to sit with yourself at night and feel good with your choices and feel good with the way your mind feels and your body. And if you keep saying yes, when every part of you is like, no, you don't have the stamina to do that. You don't have the time and you really need to be doing this. And maybe the, this is resting. Maybe it's cleaning out the clutter, maybe it's getting to projects that you've been putting off because you've been giving so much time to other people. Now, my last tip is have fun. Only use alcohol and sugar in moments of celebration with moderation. Do not use during heavy emotional moments. The holidays can be so much fun, but guess what? It can be very triggering and it can be heavy. When we're constantly interacting with people, with friends, with coworkers, with family members, it can bring stuff up. 
It can bring old traumas from old holidays 10 years ago. My advice to myself and to my clients is there's nothing wrong with using alcohol if you don't have a problem with it. And there's nothing wrong with sugar. Again, both things in moderation. But when you use those things and heavy moments, that is when it can get a little out of control and a little dangerous. So keep yourself in check. Enjoy the parts of the holiday that you want to enjoy, but in moderation. For example, the pumpkin pie that you love. A small slice is satisfying. The whole thing, you're going to feel sick and you're going to have to deal with that shame and self-judgment many, many days and months following that situation. It's not even worth it. A glass of wine, even a couple glasses of wine during a five to six hour celebration, great fun. You finish the whole bottle or two, the recovery is not going to feel good. And I'm not talking just about the physical recovery. I'm talking about the emotional recovery and the mental recovery. That shame that we put on ourselves, excuse me, is the most damaging piece. The physical can heal. But that mental peace that we just beat ourselves up and judge ourselves, that's the peace that lingers way after those events. So think about for yourself, how can you move through these holidays, putting yourself first, enjoying time with your family, your coworkers and friends, and staying true to yourself. Namaste.